Welcome to Grace Community Church On Demand, the weekly podcast from the Sunday services at Grace Community Church in Rupert, Idaho. Here at Grace, we believe in building the kingdom of God one person at a time. We're passionate about loving God, loving people, and following Jesus. Let's get into this week's message with Pastor Travis Turner. I uh, I have to tell you, the Lord was really messing with me. Uh, no, it wasn't the Lord. The Lord wasn't messing with me. Travis, what are you talking about? He's always for you. Uh, the devil was really messing with me this morning. Two minutes. I'm talking two minutes before uh, our first service. My computer died on me again. Again. I'm like, okay, that's twice. Um, this time I printed out some notes. Even though they're skeleton notes, they're notes nonetheless. And I was like, devil, I'm not going to give you any room to mess with me anymore this morning. The service is going to be exactly what it's supposed to be. And I will share with you that we had a young man give his heart to Jesus in first service. Amen. Come on. Is that incredible? You know this, that the Bible says that all heaven rejoices when one, like there is a huge celebration, unlike probably anything we've ever seen here there's a huge celebration when one person says, I'm a, senior, I'm a sinner, and Jesus, I need you to save me, and please come into my life and forgive me of my sins and be my Lord, meaning be the boss of my life, be the, be the shock collar of my life. That's for some of you guys that spent time in prison or something like that, but anyway. Um, speaking of, of incarceration, um, we have an incredible, incredible opportunity that has just been presented to us. And I'm telling you what, this is not a church. If you're new here, anybody new here this morning? Anybody new here? This is your first time? God bless you guys, man, right here. Awesome. <laughs> Woo! I like that. Um, so if you're new here, this is not a church that is comfortable staying in the church. We're always looking for opportunity to serve our Jerusalem, which is our community here. And um, you're going to get a chance to know Barry more after the service. But Barry Noblick is here, and he's over Magic Valley Chaplains. And there is a huge opportunity for us to, to, to raise up some chaplains in this house to serve our community at the Minicasha Jail. And this is the cool thing is, is they'll give you all the, they're not just going to send you in there, good luck, you know, good luck, you know, good luck. No, they're going to give you the training that you need. And so I'm just telling you, if you're here and, and if you've got an inkling of, an, of, of a thought that maybe possibly the Lord could use me in this type of ministry, then you have to get together with him today and he'll give you the details and you will be a chaplain for our jails. And can I just also tell you this, that uh, uh, when you serve somebody that, 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 is, that is going through a, a you know, short or a long time in jail, you're also serving their families. I believe wholeheartedly that when people get out, the greatest thing that can happen is for them to get plugged into a local church. And it doesn't need to be this church. It could be one of all of the incredible churches that we're surrounded by. But they have to get plugged in. And I believe that God always uses people, or most always uses people, and God can use you in this, in this area. 
And it's not a, it's not a, you know, 25 visits a week. It's whenever there's a need, you'll get an email. And if you can go, you can go. And, um, and, and I'm just saying that there is already right now, listen, listen to me. There's already right now requests from our jail to have people come and visit and talk to them about Jesus that we're not filling because we, we, we don't have people prepared and ready. And so listen, huge, huge opportunity. And I believe that the Lord um, is speaking to some of you right now. And there's only one thing to do when the Lord speaks to you. Do you know what that is? Go. And I was thinking you, you are much more efficient than I am, Adam. I was thinking of a long word called obedience, but go is better. Go. God says, go. Right? Okay. All right. I hope you're ready for the word of the Lord today because God's got something for you. The reason why I know that is because he's messing with me already this morning, and that means it's going to be good. And so turn to your neighbor and say, it's going to be good. You got to say it like that, too. It's going to be good. Rob, I don't see you saying anything to anybody. Hey, and I want, I want you to say it so everybody can hear it just like I said. It's going to be good. All right, good, good, good. See, that's the deal. You don't participate, I will call you out. And uh, all right. All right. I'm curious this morning. We've been in this series, started this series on, um, on the missing piece. And I thought we did such a great job, you know, coming up with this graphic like, it's not P-I-E-C-E, it's P-E-A-C-E, and in 2020, rolling into 2021, this is the missing piece. Like, people are starving for peace again in their life. And so, one of the biggest things that can rob you from your peace is when somebody is at odds with you. I just, I just, I just wonder, just for fun. I wonder if you have anybody, maybe a family member or a friend or, or just somebody in your life that is just difficult to love right now. Anyway, just put a smile on your face and don't name names. Don't name names. But, but just put a smile on your face and say, you know what I do? I've got somebody that's difficult to love. Bunch of liars out there. Nobody's raising their hand but me. All right. So people that are difficult to love, that's what we're going to be talking about today and I think that that response actually falls in line with what experts are saying about 2020 and rolling into 2021 with the, with the effects of the pandemic on people. The effects of the pandemic on people. Come on, this has caused all kinds of stress and anxiety and depression and tension in all aspects of your life. Physically, there, 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 there are people having heart issues, anxiety issues, mentally, emotionally, and yes, even spiritually. It's affecting you. In fact, I would say this, that we are in a perfect um, environment for tension to exponentially grow at numbers that we've not seen. In fact, I believe that probably um, this whole pandemic is going to be looked at over the next 10 15 years and 15 years from now, they're still going to be coming up with new things on how it was hard on children, how it was it was difficult on parents, how it affected our schools, how it changed us socially. Because think about it. You're being forced to spend time with people 
that you don't want to spend time with. And you're not able to spend time with people that you would love to spend time with. Now, listen, I'm a grandparent. Most of you know that I've got one grandchild right now. His name is Stetson Lane Stevenson. That's a good Idaho name that was probably stolen from Texas. But anyway, it's a good Idaho it's a good Idaho name, and, um, and he is our pride and joy. And right now, we've got a second uh, grandchild on the way. We'll be here sometime in April, and it's going to be a little girl. And I, right now, I don't know how I can even have more love in my heart. I know I will. God always does. I didn't know I could love a grandchild as much as I love a grandchild um, but, but I'm wondering, it's like, who am I going to love more? Will I love one more? Will I, and guaranteed I will love them both equally the same, but different. Probably I'm guessing that's what I've heard from people that are much more experienced with grandchildren than, than I am, but I'm very excited. I'm very, very excited about this, but what breaks my heart more than anything is coming across somebody that has grandchildren but because of this pandemic, they have not been able to see their grandchildren uh, near as much as what they would like. And, um, and I'm just grateful that, that, that my grandson is close and I will go and steal him if, if, they try to, if they try to keep him from me, which they haven't. But if they did, I would just take him. I'll go to jail. I'll, I've been there before. And I will go back. Don't keep my grandson away from me. All right. So it's been a crazy time. 2020 has multiplied crazy. 2021, I think, is a continuation of the same. Um, and there's a lot of tension. I believe that we live in a day and a time of perpetual offense. Perpetual offense. We're looking to be offended. We're looking for opportunities to disagree. This is completely, I'm, I'm turning 50 years old in October, and where, what we are seeing now is completely different than anything that I've ever experienced in my, in my whole life. We can't even agree to disagree. If you've got a difference of opinion than my opinion, then we have no play together. We've got no, we've got no way together. And, and people are just looking to be offended. We are looking uh, at, at opportunity Come on, to, to not walk together, to not get along. In fact, when the Bible says, do not become angry quickly or be slow to anger, we are doing the exact opposite. We are so quick to get angry and we're paying attention. We don't believe anything that anybody says. We're trying to see what their angle is and and just how they're trying to, you know, how they're trying to mess with us. But this is the this is the 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 the, the time that we are living in. And I want to just remind you, I didn't I, I wasn't getting this from the Lord in the first service, but I do want you to know that as crazy as the world is, you have been placed in position for such a time as this. And, 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 and it is to carry his character and to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And so, so by being led by his spirit, 
you are not going to miss opportunities to make the difference that this world needs. And it's going to be very different by you being Christ or Christ like it's going to be like a bright light in the darkness that is shining. But God has created you for such a time as this, like you have been called to be who you are specifically for this time. And guess what? The world is hungry for it. It's so very, very hungry for it. And so my pastor, Pastor Norm Rutson, he told me this. He said, if you are looking to get offended, you're going to find it. If you're looking for an offense, you're going to find it. And then he said this. He said, do you know what's even, even more important to God? I said, no, Pastor Rutson, what's more important to God is what you do with the offense once you have it. When you picked up the offense, when you're hurt, when you're broken, when you're bruised because somebody was mean to you or somebody disrespected you or somebody was, uh, I, don't you love this personality? The passive-aggressive personality. The person that's not saying anything, but they're saying everything at the same time. Like you know that, that, that something is off, something is, is, is wrong, but they're not big enough to tell you what it is verbally so that you can you can discuss it so listen if you're looking to be offended you're going to find it but God is most interested is what do you do with it once you've picked up an offense I've never met anybody in my whole life who would say that you know what my life is just so much better as I walk around just completely ticked off at everyone you know, my life is so much better ever since I started just not trusting anyone. I've not met anybody that would say that life has gotten better, um, you know, you know since, I've, since I've been acting this way or that way. And I want to remind you today that 2021 is going to require more of you than 2020 did or any other year that you've been alive. I want to remind you something that I said several weeks ago, maybe even a couple of months ago, but that was this, that... That, you know, and I and shame on me and I asked you for your 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 um, forgiveness, but I would often get up and I would say, you know what, if you can just read your Bible five minutes a day, five minutes a day, it's almost like I was begging just read your Bible five minutes a day. You know, in the morning, start your day with just five minutes of God's word. And, and in the evening, isn't that just so sweet? That's just so sweet. And in the evening, before you go to bed, just give God, even if you could give him another two and a half minutes, like that is so good. Like you could probably read like, like a, a proverb or at least a portion of a proverb in that. And, and, and it's almost like whenever I gave that word to you, however long it was, it was like the Lord was correcting me and saying, that's not enough, and it's never been enough. And how many of you know that whenever you receive the correction of the Lord, it kind of gets your attention? So I apologize to you, and I shared with you that 2021 is going to require more of you. You should get into your Bible and be a student of God's Word. And, 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 and give Him as much time as you're giving, you know, that hobby that you love so much. Right? Create space because the day and the time that we live in, it's going to require more of you. So the title of my message, it's the best part of my whole message. The title of my message is this, help me, Lord, before I hurt someone. I love that, man. I was like, that is a good title to a message. Help me, Lord, 
before I hurt someone. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for today. We break bread, breaking open your word, God. I pray that you speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's go ahead and turn your Bible, please, to the book of Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. And let's take a look at, uh, I believe this is verse 14. It says, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what's right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Once again, Romans chapter 12 and verse 14 through 18. I love this. It says, bless those who persecute you. You mean to me those people that are mean to me, those people that are short with me, those people that don't honor me, those people that are just hard to get along with. You're calling me to bless those people? That is the craziest thing I've ever heard. Some of us, let's be honest, we have a difficult time blessing the people that we love and we get the opportunity to share life with every day. But this is saying, I'm, I'm calling you up to a higher place. I'm calling you to bless those people who are mean and rude to you. Those people that sometimes outright go out of their way to hurt you or to, or to drag you to drag you down. So what does this word bless mean? The Greek word for blessed is you, uh, you, uh, it's eulogio, I think is how you say it. Uh, it's where we get the word eulogy. And, and the word is broke down into two areas. E-U means good and logos means the word. Or if you put these two together, it means to speak a good word about. So when you bless somebody that persecutes you, you're speaking God's best over their life. You're not falling in line. Oh, he said that about me? Oh, let me tell you what I know about him. That's not to bless. It's not to speak a good word over that person. That would be giving evil for evil. But God is saying, listen, I've called you to eulogy. (laughs) I don't speak Greek. Give me a pass. But that's what it means. Okay. All right. So speak good over them. I don't know about you, but I'm just going to be honest with you just for a moment. I have a little bit of a dark streak in me. I told some people last night that came over to my house for a period of time that this morning was going to be Confession Sunday. Where you're, you leave the people, Travis, guessing, why is he my pastor? <laughs> why? Why is he my pastor? So this is the deal, honestly. When people are mean to me, I've got like a little bit of a dark, it's my flesh side that I need help with, okay? Um, I need help. Maybe you need help as well. When somebody is mean, when somebody is short to me, rude to me, deals with me passive aggressively, this or that, 
Like, I'll, I'll let it slide. But if it becomes a continuance, then all of the sudden when something bad, not, not real bad, but when something bad happens to them, not like them getting hurt bad, but when something bad happens to them, it puts a smile on my face. A little bit of joy comes over me. Hmm, I told them. And if you are more holier than thou this morning, and you're just kind of sitting where you are, and you've never dealt with that, just continue to polish your halo, and, we'll, and, and we will... We will continue, we'll continue to try to be honest with those of that are just more messed up than you are. And so, what does this look like? This looks like the first snow comes, you know, and the, or the roads are icy. And, um, and I'm not a slow driver in the, in, the, uh, in the snow. I've been driving in the snow. Uh, grew up in Oregon. I've been driving in the snow since I was 14. And so I feel like I'm pretty good at driving in these conditions, as most of you are that have been born and raised in Idaho. Now, if you're in California uh, or from California, uh, don't go too fast. So I'm driving, I'm driving, and I'm going decent. Might be going five miles an hour over the speed limit if you are a police officer I'm still working things out. <laughs> Somebody comes blowing past me like I'm sitting still. And then all of a sudden, you're thinking, who does this guy think he is? And five minutes later, he's in the borrow pit, not wrecked bad, but just slid off. And it's going to be a couple hours. Nobody's hurt. You know, that's, I'm not talking about that. But if I see him, I'm like, smiling. Get behind me, Satan. <laughs> Should have slowed down. Big smile on my face. So I'm, 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 I'm a working, I'm a work in progress. But when Paul said to bless those people that persecute you, I also want you to know that this is not a one and done situation. It's like, yeah, I did that once. Like, honestly, for me, and I have gotten a lot better, and I'm a lot further than I, than I have been. And, and I'm grateful to, you know, to God for that. I honestly believe that if somebody was going to slap me in my face, hit me in my face, like I honestly feel like I would be able to turn the other cheek. In fact, I would be praying that they would hit me again because the Bible doesn't say what you got to do after they smack you twice. <laughs> and so... so But, but I do honestly think that, that I've gotten, you know, a lot better. But this is the deal is my, um, I, I need help in this area because I, I struggle with some things. Like I've got grace and I've got grace and I've got grace. And then all of a sudden, where did the grace of God go? And so I'll give you an example. I was at a, uh, we had a ministerial uh, group that we were a part of, the Mini Cash Ministerial Group, um, and in uh, uh, any way, there was probably about ten or fifteen pastors that were around this table. All it was was just fellowship, and we're just having a good time. And and how many of you know Dave Sanchez from M4C Church? He's he's moved on. He's pastoring a different church now, but he was pastoring a great church, M4C Church, over in Hayburn, 
And um, they got some really cool things going on over there. Um, but he was the pastor there, and he was sitting, like, right across from me. And some of you guys know that I cannot stand it when people chew their ice. I can't stand it when people chew with their mouth open and, and, or try to talk with their mouth full of food. I think it, I, I just think a lot of things about it, but that's not about, that's not what this is about here today. But Pastor Dave, he drank his, his, uh, his water, one of them little, little cups of water, and he had a full cup of ice, and he went to, he's chewing his ice, and immediately, man, he's dancing on every nerve, and I'm like, peace, peace, and I'm like, grace and mercy. Inside, I've got this wrestling match going on. I'm, I'm living, I'm just like, I cannot believe this forgiveness, grace, mercy, love, all of that. And he's just getting lower and lower and lower and lower and lower. And I'm like, oh, man, thank you, Jesus. He's almost it's his last bite. And he throws it in his mouth. And he's like, <laughs> Pastor Dave, if you're watching this, I apologize again. Um, so he's eating it. And, uh, and, and then all of a sudden, he refills his cup with a whole bunch more ice and he got into it about two after he drank his water about two big mouthfuls and I literally I lost my mind I lost I I was so embarrassed Pastor Javi was there the whole pastoral every pastor from our whole area was there and I took my hand on the table I said and I slammed it on I was like you gotta stop right now I can't take it no more. You have got to stop chewing your eyes. And I was like, I could not. I was like, I was doing so good, so good, so good. I was like, I'm doing so, I'm enduring, I'm enduring. And then all of a sudden, he just started again. Anyway, I apologized. And, and um, but, it's not talking about a one and done, bless those who persecute you. It's talking about continually being a blessing to those people that are problematic in your life. And just to be serious real quick, some of you got some folks in your life that are problematic and the Lord is calling you to speak well, to speak blessing and not cursing over them, to love them, to figure out how you can how you can you know, maybe even potentially help them, right? I mean, who wants to bless mean people? Me said nobody. But I'm telling you, when you bless people that are problematic, when you bless people that persecute you, when you bless them, guess who's glorified? It's the Lord. Because it makes no sense whatsoever. It makes no sense. When you treat people like the rest of the world treats people, well, then people understand that, but God's not glorified in it. It says, do not repay evil for evil, but bless those people who persecute you. And guess what? You can't just wake up tomorrow morning and say, you know what? I'm just going to bless people. I'm just going to be better at blessing. My patients are just going to go to a completely different level that it's never been before. Like, you cannot will this into play. The only way possible is that as you draw closer to the Lord and as the Holy Spirit is strong in your life, when you walk in the Spirit, you will not fulfill the lusts and the desires of the flesh. The only way that this is possible 
is whenever you're walking in the spirit, when you're close to the Lord, like you cannot get up and just be better tomorrow. It starts with yielding to him today, ending your day with him tonight, beginning your day with him tomorrow, spending your day with him throughout the day. And then all of the sudden I'm walking in the spirit and I will not fulfill the lusts and the desires of the flesh. And so we got to go back to understand this to Romans 12, 1 to set up what loving with difficult or uh, loving difficult people is like. So let's go back to Romans chapter 12 and verse one. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And so what does it say? It says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, in view, as you look at, as you study God's mercy in your own life, as you study how forgiven you have been by the Lord, as you study how much God loves you and how good he's been to you, as you're looking at what he has done for you, now you're in a position, come on, to, to, to be a living sacrifice. Now you're in play because your mind is right. Because the truth is, is you don't deserve any good thing that has come to you. The only reason why you have anything good in your life is because God is good, right? Come on, we are all living lives that we don't deserve. So in view of God's mercy and how merciful and gracious he's been, how well he's loving you and how much forgiveness has he really given you? I guarantee you this, he's given you more forgiveness than the person next to you knows about, right? How forgiving has he been to you? And so now once you've got that in the right perspective, be a living sacrifice. Do what it is that God has done for you for others in view of God's mercy. Be a living sacrifice. See, a living sacrifice is a contradiction. It's an oxymoron, really. It doesn't make sense because a sacrifice is something that was alive that you kill and is now dead. Right? Be a living sacrifice. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Like if you were given the opportunity, a little lamb's going to the slaughter, right? It's going gonna, it's gonna to push back your sin for, for a year. If you were to have a little conversation, hey, little lamb, do you know what's about to happen? No. This is going to require your life. What do you think about it? I'm passing. I will pass. I don't want to, I don't want to go any further. But I'm telling you, a living sacrifice, it is completely different. It's willfully Entering into a place. It's voluntarily laying down your life to do something for somebody else. It's the same thing that Jesus did. Jesus said, no man took my life, but I laid it down for the multitudes. That anybody that would believe in me would not perish but have everlasting life. So he willfully gave it. So in view of God's mercy, you coming to a place and saying, listen, my life is not my own. Come on, I don't deserve anything, but God has been so good to me. Because he's been so good to me, I'm going to willfully allow this thing to pass. I'm not going to hold this person accountable 
Come on, for the shortcomings that they, that they, have, they have sent my way. Come on, for the hurts and the pains. I'm not going to hold them accountable. See, the problem is we live in a day and a time where everybody doesn't want to be held accountable, but we want to hold everybody accountable. See, we judge other people by their actions, and we judge ourselves by our intentions. Oh, I hurt you? Oh, I was short with you? Well, didn't you know I didn't get any sleep last night? (laughs) Give me the benefit of the doubt, right? You don't know what you don't know. But guess what? We do the same exact thing. We're short with people. Somebody disrespects us. Come on, we don't take the time to say, you know what? Maybe there's something going on behind the scenes that I'm unfamiliar with that I don't know about. Right? It's because we judge ourselves by our intentions, but yet we hold everybody accountable because of their, their shortcomings and their actions. Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Let's go back to, let's go to Romans chapter 12 and verse 16. Romans 12, 16. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. So check this out. It says, do not be proud. I want to get rid of this for a second. Do not be conceited. Do not be proud and do not be conceited. Do you know what you find every single place that you go? People that are proud and conceited. Everybody's got an opinion. Their opinion is right. And when everybody thinks that they're right, nobody's wrong. Somebody's got to be wrong. But we are a proud people. You're going to find pride and conceitedness in the church. You're going to find it in your workplace. You're going to find it at the grocery store. Come on. And everybody is an expert. Have you noticed that? Everybody's an expert in, 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 in three areas today. Politics. Science and religion. Two of those you're not supposed to bring up around family gatherings. Politics and religion. But everybody's an expert in these three areas. Everybody's a scientist. Everybody is politically woke. And everybody is, is, is now a, 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 an expert in the book of Revelation. Because of the, the times that we're in. You know why? Because we've watched 32 videos on the matter from somebody that has a narrative, somebody that is bringing their viewpoint at an angle that seems to line up with how we're already bent. And I'm not saying that there's not some truth in that, but I'm just giving you an invitation. This invitation came later in first service. I'm giving you an invitation. If you are hardcore right or left, or you've got a major, massive opinion in, in, in one of these areas, I'm calling you back to a place where you can bless those who persecute you once again. And everybody that doesn't think like you think or view things like you view, they're not your enemy, right? Let me ask you a question. How good are you doing at winning people to your viewpoint by arguing politics about them or with them? How well, how many people have you won to the Lord by taking your Bible and smashing people over the head and, and pointing, you know, proof texting and, and taking scripture out of context and saying, ha! Ah! How many people have you won debating people for the Lord? 
Come on, there is a place, come on, to walk in the Spirit. And as the Lord says, listen, and He gives you wisdom. See, you can, you can communicate an incredible message, but with no wisdom, they're going to discount the message because they think you're a nut. How influential do you want your life to be? I don't know about you, but I want my life to count. I want my time on this earth to count to where, you know what I mean? I was helping people come from where they were to put their eyes on the Lord, to trust in the Lord with all their heart. And do not lean upon your own understanding. But in all of your ways, acknowledge Him. Not you, not CNN, not Fox, not the latest woke station that's out there. But acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. Should you have some convictions? Should you know you, why you believe what you believe? Absolutely. Yes, yes, and yes. Am I, am I calling you just to live on a, on a neutral ground? No, no, and no. Jesus wasn't neutral. He was very intentional with everything he did, and he changed the landscape of any single person that he encountered. But he did it with wisdom. Instead of just, you know, creating enemies for yourself, why don't you partner with the Lord and, 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 try to, and try to allow your life to count and to make a difference? Are we in strange times? Stranger than any time I've ever seen. But guess what? The Lord has positioned you for such a time as this. Man, I could call this message for such a time as this, honestly. But you have to be... You have, to, you have to keep your eyes on things above and not beneath and not get so, so, so whacked out, bent out of shape by every single person's opinion. Come on, you've got to say, Lord, you know, I'm feeling something. I, I, I'm, I'm concerned, man. I don't like. Listen, I'm a military guy. There's nothing that drives me crazier than seeing people ruin cities and be disrespectful and not backing our police officers and 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 just I mean all of these all of these things really irritate me irritate me but I'm telling you what before I'm a republican I'm a christian and before somebody is a is a liberal or a democrat they are a christian if they're in the Lord. And so there's got to be some way that when we gather up, we're not just talking, come on, to beat each other up, but we're talking to try to figure out, listen, man, like I really, and, and, and I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to myself here. It's easy for me to say, man, I don't know. I, in fact, I've even said it to some folks. I don't know how you can be a Christian and yet that, 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 fill in the blank. It doesn't matter. But then it's like, how much time have I really spent, you know, trying to figure out what the view is and where they're coming from and trying to, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and listen to listen, not listen to correct. Because sometimes you can be in dialogue, you can be in conversation and you're just, you're, you know what I mean? You're, you're like, oh, I'm way, I got some hot button words in my pocket. You say it, I'm on it. I got some scripture in my pocket. You say it. I'm on it. And so I'm not listening to listen. I'm listening to correct. Right. And I'm not saying, listen, nobody. I guarantee you this. I'm not afraid to enter into the conversation because I'm not afraid that somebody's going to change my opinion on some things. 
But I do believe that the wisdom of the Lord come on to help us to get to a point where we can where we can even bless those who persecute us. Listen, if you can't get along with somebody that has a different viewpoint than you do, how in the world are you going to bless somebody that persecutes you? How? And I do believe that Paul plants and Apollos waters, but it's God that gives the increase. I do believe that if there's a truth to be known, then the Lord is able, come on, to bring that truth. And oh, by the way, if I haven't created an enemy, then potentially he might even just use me. Uh, I don't know if you're here this morning, but if I were you, I would say amen right about there. But I'm not. I'm not you. So. All right. Do not be proud and conceited. I'm going to skip that. I'm going to skip that. Let's go over here. We're going to get ready to to close this down. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 2, if we can pull that up. Be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. Be patient with each other. I think that's so powerful. I just want you to know this morning that your life is too short and your calling is too great to be offended so easily. Imagine this. What would, what would Jesus be like if he was easily offended? Right? I mean, Matthew. You know, Matthew gets up in the middle of Jesus' sermon and uses the restroom right in the middle like Adam is right now. <laughs> I'm offended. You know, Jesus heals, heals ten lepers. And only one of them comes back and gives thanks. Then you've got Thomas that saw Jesus raise the dead, but yet he still doubts. And he says, listen, I want to make sure that that is you. Let me put my fingers in the holes in your hands. Come on, how effective would Jesus be if he lived offended? And I'm just telling you, it's the same with you. If you're looking for an offense, you're always going to find it. You know what the Bible says is about people. It's a spirit that we can pick up. And potentially, I'm not telling you, I'm, not, I'm, I'm just saying that it's a spirit that some people have. It's called a critical spirit. And it's one of the worst spirits that a person can have because they're always looking for something that's wrong. In fact, some even come in here this morning and you're wondering, you, you know, you're kind of sitting at a distance and your arm is you're like, I don't know about all this and and, and you're, you're hanging off of every single word that I'm, that I'm speaking. And I'm just saying, listen, if you've got, you, you can either come and receive the word of the Lord. And yes, you should study it. And you should be checking out the scriptures that I'm putting up here. And in my proof tag, am I taking anything out of context? But I'm saying this, that if you're looking for something to find that's wrong, you're always going to find it. Is it possible that the Lord has brought you here today because... He's calling you up. He's wanting you to, he's wanting you to come out from maybe, uh, may, maybe, maybe even the way that, you know, and, and I love my parents and I love, you know, I, I think, you know, I love my kids. But I guarantee you, like I wasn't on point with my kids 100% of the time. And I probably made some mistakes. And I'm hopeful that the Lord will, 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 you know what I mean, make up the difference in my mistakes with my children, right? 
And so it's the same thing. My parents, they loved us. We never went without um, great, great parents. But guess what? Sometimes you can be raised with wrong mindsets and wrong attitudes. And it's possible. Come on, maybe you were raised in a critical home. It's like if there were conversation, it was going to be about everybody else. And did you see so-and-so? And so when you're raised in an environment, you become a product of that environment. And you come here today, and then all of the sudden, this seems so foreign because it's something that maybe you've never really been challenged in in the past. And I just want you to recognize that this is God's love and his mercy and his goodness. He's calling you up and he's saying, listen, I understand nobody's perfect. Come on, there was one perfect and we nailed him to a cross. I understand there's nobody perfect, but I'm sharing with you the word of the Lord that's going to help you get better. And oh, by the way, it's going to help your children be better and your children's children and their children and so on and so forth. Amen. How many first, uh, fir- first generation Christians do we have here this morning? Awesome, awesome, awesome. How cool is that right there? I just love that, man. God bless you, sir. I just, come on, that's good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Some, some, some generational bondage and stuff like that been broken off and you're doing things new and you're still not going to be perfect and I'm not perfect, but my goodness, Glory to glory, right? Isn't that what he says? Glory to glory. Hopefully our kids are not going to have to deal with some of the nonsense that we dealt with, right? All right. I'm losing my spot, not even caring. (laughs) Just want you to know this, that living offended is a choice. Proverbs 19, let's take a look at that real quick. A person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. And so to be offended is really a choice to stay offended. It comes from the Greek word to overlook means it's the Greek word avor, A-V-O-R. It means to step over or to rise above. And, And so whenever you are hurt because somebody has mistreated you, turn to your neighbor and say, get over it. You got to move your foot like this. Get over it. You guys look really funny doing that from up here. I probably look funny doing it here. You guys are all sitting down. Let's do it all together. Just just from my just from my say. All right, one, two, three. Get over it. Now you guys aren't playing. Barlamay, I want to see your foot go up right now. Get over it. All right. Yeah. Come on, get over it. Step over it. Come on, that's what the Lord does for us. Let's do it for others. Last scripture, Romans chapter 12 and verse 18. As far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. This is the big thing. As far as it depends on you, God knows that that you cannot make somebody do what they don't want to do, right? I can't tell you how many times we've had people come in with marital issues and we are not counselors but we have tried to help a lot of people with marital problems. And, and, um, and I'll tell you this, I've been 100% unsuccessful helping a couple rebound their marriage, restore their marriage whenever one person desires it and the other one doesn't. We have been 100% unsuccessful when both parties aren't committed. But do you know this? 
We have seen some nothing shy of miracles and restoration and even better marriages after terrible, terrible offenses when both parties are saying, you know what, that's my man, that's my forever man, and that's my forever woman. And you know what, I want to fight for my family. And I, and, I, and I want us to stay together. And this isn't to make anybody, anybody feel bad if you've gone through a divorce. Or, but I'm just saying that, man, God can do miracles when both people. And so I love this. It says, as far as it depends on you. Like, this is what happens whenever we have odds with, with somebody else. We never look here first. We look out there first. And I'm just saying, as far as it depends on you, it doesn't matter what the other party is doing. As far as it depends on me, as I am a Christ follower, live at peace with everyone. And I just know that I know that there are people right now, you haven't spoken to somebody for a period of time. Maybe it's a short period, maybe it's a long period of time. But I'm telling you, you you're like, well, I, I didn't do nothing wrong. I I didn't do anything wrong. You know, I will be more than happy to have this relationship restored, but I'll be, by gosh, that's not going to come through me first. They're going to call me and say, and I will welcome them. And, but this is the deal. As far as it depends on you, when there is an offense, it's not you ever looking outwardly. It's always you looking inwardly. And so if there is something that you can do to live at peace with everyone, this is the thing that the Lord is looking at in your life. He's not, he's not really, he's not admiring the fact that you're saying, I'll be more than happy to make friends as long as they call me first. He's not, he, he, that doesn't, uh, there's a word I'm looking for that's just not coming to me. He's not, he's not impressed. He's not impressed with that attitude. But listen, as far as it depends on you, I'm just telling you, there needs to be some phone calls the second that you get out of this church and say, listen, we are at odds. Our relationship is not, you know, what it's been. It may never, it may never return to what it's been, but I, I just want to identify something. We've both probably done some things wrong, and I just want to get together with you and visit with you about those things. And then when you get together, you listen to understand, not listen. You know what I mean? To just nail them with all of the things that have been keeping you up at night. Let me let me just say this. Do you want to continue to lose sleep? Oh, no, I'm way beyond that. OK, so this is the thing. Do you want to continue to allow your heart to remain calloused? Because that's exactly what happens when you got to rub and 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 you don't do anything about the rub. You build up a callus which removes the feeling. Do you want to live with a calloused heart, a broken heart that has no feeling? Or do you want, come on, the Lord to be glorified in your life? And I'm just saying this and that. That, that now is the time. 2021 is going to require more of you than 2020 did. He's calling you up. You cannot run away. See, we live in a cancel culture. And this happens in the church. Somebody gets mad at somebody in the church. 
It used to be that they would work through it because that's the only church for me. Why is it the only church for me? Because God has planted me and positioned me in the church. Now we get offended. Now, I, I ain't talking to you. I'm going to block you on Facebook. I'm going to block you on this. I ain't going to call you. I'm going to do Oh, by the way, I'm just going to go to a different church. It's cancel culture. We hate seeing cancel culture on the news, but guess what? The, 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 the culture has made its way into the church because we're not willing to corner up and work through our issues. We're not willing to go all the way back to blessing those people that persecute us because because we can't even bless the people that we love. Well, that's a sign of weakness. Well, I'll be vulnerable. Well, see, the problem is pride. We're prideful and we're conceited people. And I'm just saying that the Lord is wanting to do something new. Will you do something new with the Lord? Will you come out from that thing that you have adopted as truth, as rights, as your rights? You know, uh, do me wrong. Shame on you. Do me wrong twice. Shame on me. See, some of the stuff that we've been brought up underneath, it's not conducive to being a Christian, to being a Christ follower. Jesus once again said, no man took my life. I willfully laid it down. And him laying it down wasn't a shot in the arm and he just kind of fell asleep. He took 39 lashings, 40 minus one, because 40 lashes with that cat of nine tails was certain death. No, he had more work to be done. He was bruised and he was beaten and he was whipped and Then he packed his cross and he was nailed on a cross. And he died. So that anybody that would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. You see, you can't do. You can't even say, I I believe you, Pastor. I'm going to do that. You can't do that unless the Spirit of the Lord is doing something in your life. And so all I'm saying is yield to the Spirit of the Lord. I'm not saying try harder. Do more. Work your way to heaven. It is by grace that you've been saved through faith, not of works, lest anyone should boast. But yield to the Spirit of God. You see, we have been, we've been so callous that even we get a feeling, and even if it's from the Lord, we're just like, nope, that's not me. Nope, I ain't doing it. I'll do a lot for you, but nope, I ain't going to do that. I'm just saying yield to what the Lord is speaking to you. And if the Lord is speaking to you, you got one right response. And that response, Adam would tell you, is go. Go. Be obedient. I wonder if there's anybody here that either A, you don't know if you're saved or not. We did two funerals over the last couple of weeks and and one of them was a good friend of this house. It's Pastor Randy Gardner. And uh, he pastored a Grace Church over in Twin Falls. Incredible, incredible guy. And when I was putting the finishing touches on my message this morning, for some reason, like the question popped up, 
I wonder if anybody, you know, it's like the Lord put on my heart. I wonder if anybody was on, uh, you know, uh, at odds with Pastor Randy when he when he when he passed away. I can't I, I don't believe there was because he's not he 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 would just he you couldn't stay away from him. He would just come up and you know what I'm saying? So so I think it was just for illustrative purposes. But man, what if there was somebody at odds? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I know I need to. Boy, I really blew it. And I need to just call him and and apologize. And we need to get together for coffee or whatnot. And and then all of a sudden, yeah, I'll do that tomorrow. And then the next day, yeah, I'll, I'll, I need to do that. I'll do that tomorrow. And then all of a sudden we think that tomorrow is going to be there, but tomorrow's not there. And now a conversation that needed to be had or needs to be had is now not possible to be had because one of you have gone to be with the Lord. And I'm just saying, whatever you do, I would say it like this, do it quickly. Can't do it by yourself, though. Do you know Jesus? That's my question. If you don't know him, you can know him right now. The Bible says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. That means that you'll spend all time and eternity with him. But guess what? And it's unfortunate the church has been terrible at this. We put everybody that dies, that passes from this life to the next. Everybody is in a better place. No hurting, no pain. They're in heaven with their loved ones. And that's just not the truth either. That's God's desire it's for them to be there. But if you don't have any part with him here, you won't have any part with him there. And so you really do need to receive him if you're going to receive him. If not, if you don't believe and you just deny him and that's just the crazy, that's a that that's a weak man's religion. But if you don't know him, you need to know him, because if you don't have a part with him, you won't have a part with him and you can know him today. Lord, I thank you today for every single person, God, that has received you and for those that have made commitments to you, Lord, today. We just are so thankful. The Bible says that. When one person, and we've had several here today, but when one person receives you, that all heaven rejoices and there's an incredible party. And Lord, I'm just grateful to welcome these brothers and sisters of mine into the house of the Lord, into the family of God. And I thank you, Lord, that even right now, God, you are writing their name in that Lamb's book of life. That whenever this life is finished, however short or however long, that, God, they will continue to live on with you in heaven. For your word says that I go to prepare a place for you that where I and my father am, that you might be there also speaking to anybody that would receive you. I'm thankful for that promise today. Lord, help us to get better. Lead us and guide us and direct us in Jesus' name. Amen. That's it for today's teaching. Hey, here's an idea. Share today's message with a friend or family member. If you're listening from outside our fellowship, we'd love to meet you. Visit graceid.org and hit the contact form to get in touch. We'd also love for you to join us. You can even check us out on Facebook Live by searching Facebook for Grace Church Rupert ID. Learn more and plug in at graceid.org. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Grace Community Church. 